SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. I'm your host, Michelle Davenport. Now let's get into it. Hi, friends. I'm Michelle Davenport. Welcome to Girl Talk. You're listening to Episode 8. This podcast is all about Psalms 144.1. Praise be to the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Woo! I tell you what, as I was reading this this morning, the Lord was showing me praying hands, y'all. He was showing me folded hands because we are in a war zone and we better be prepared for the battle. And every war zone needs a war room. We better know how to pray and allow God to train our hands for the war and our fingers for the battle. We better know the prayer stance as we bend down on our knees and we pray to God because he has been training us. Amen. Amen. I tell you, I was raised with a mama that had some problems and she had tried to take her own life more times than I can even count. And I remember when I was a little girl, my grandmother came home and I was four years old. We had moved in with my grandma after my mom had almost, uh, not my mom, but my dad had almost beat my mom to death. And my grandmother went to visit my aunt. And when she came home, I had my hand on my mom's arm as she laid in the hallway and she had tried to commit suicide. Listen, y'all, I didn't know how to pray then, but I was only four years old. But how many of you know this? As we grow older, we have to face some of those things that we had, that we had to deal with when we were children. And God tra- trained my hand for battle. He trained my hands for war and my fingers for the battle, y'all. And I, after all those times that she tried to kill herself, you know, you, you may grow up feeling like you had a spirit of abandonment on you because your mother kept trying to leave the world when you're still in it. And that might cause some problems. How many can say amen to that? That might cause some battles in your life where you think, why wasn't I enough that she didn't want to stick around? Why didn't she want to live when I was still here? And she still had my brother at that time. But God showed me over the years of serving him and believing in him and giving my life to him that he truly did train my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And I learned how to pray that God mend my broken heart and help me forgive those who had hurt me. And he did, y'all. He is so faithful. He did. I remember four years ago, my step-up dad died in a tragic accident. And because my hands were trained for war and my fingers for battle, I knew how to pray. I knew how to get on my hands and knees and ask God to heal me, to restore the brokenness in my family. That my children had lost their papa and I had lost my step-up dad. My sister had lost her dad and just so, so much devastation in the family. So I was praying for all the brokenness. 
because I'd been trained to do that. I remember my youngest daughter got pregnant like in two months of trying. When my oldest daughter had tried for almost five years, they tried all different ways to get pregnant. None of them were were able to get her pregnant. And I remember my oldest daughter being torn between the spirit realm and the flesh realm. And she wanted so happy for her sister, but yet so torn by the flesh because she didn't understand. She didn't understand why God allowed such a thing. That she had been trying so hard, her and her husband, and they had been just almost begging God for a baby. And then her sister tries and just in two months gets pregnant. And so I decided to take my oldest daughter to Waco, Texas, to the Magnolias. And I asked God to give me wisdom on this trip to help my daughter understand. And the Bible says, well, if you lack anything in wisdom, that all you have to do is ask God and he will give it to you. And so I got in my prayer position because God had trained my hands for war and my fingers for battle. And I asked God to help me help her. And as we're traveling down there, I remember I looked at her and I said, Whitney, do you want to get pregnant and give birth to a baby? Or do y'all just want to start a family? And she sat there in quietness for a few minutes, y'all. And then she looked right at me and she said, we just want to start a family. I said, then that changes everything. I said, do you remember when you were 12 years old, you came to me and you said, mama, I believe God wants me to adopt a baby. Now, of course, not at 12 years old, but when she got older. And I reminded her of that and she remembered y'all. Now, listen, God Her husband was not a surprise to God. God knew who she was going to marry. And he knew the difficulties they were going to face trying to start a family. And he placed that desire in my daughter's heart. Gives me chills right now as I'm even sharing it with you. Because my God has already set her up for success when it looked like she was set up for failure. And it looked like her prayers weren't being answered. But God was answering the very desires of her heart. Y'all, that's the kind of God we serve. So if you're praying right now and it doesn't look like God is answering you the way you want him to, trust him in the outcome. Because now they have a beautiful baby boy and a beautiful baby girl. Amen. God is faithful, y'all. That is one thing I know for sure. He is faithful. I remember when we asked our youngest daughter, when she was 16, we said, hey, Miss Dakota, do you want a car for your 16th birthday or do you want a dog? She says, I want a a puppy. (laughs) I don't know too many 16-year-olds out there that would say they want a puppy rather than a car, but my daughter did. And so we went to great lengths to set up a surprise for her, for that puppy. We called around and found a a, a person that had issues. We told Dakota, hey, we're taking you to a lot of places today, but we're going to stop off at one of Daddy's um, Marines. He hadn't seen in a while and visit them for just a few minutes on our way. And really, it was just a setup. 
because we were stopping off where the ba- where the baby puppy was. Of course, when we get there, I said, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I'm going to run on in. Well, that was a setup too. So I ran in and I she gave me the puppy and I hid in the bedroom until I could hear Dakota coming in. When she got came inside the house, I come walking out with that puppy and I said, happy birthday. And y'all, my girl cried. <laughs> you would have thought we gave it her. I mean, it's make, it makes me teary-eyed to even share the story. She got so happy. She was so full of joy to get this puppy. She loved this puppy. This puppy just slept with her everything. Her name was Bella. And about eight years into Bella's life, she started acting different. And so my daughter was married by this point and took her to the vet. Vet diagnosed her. She had a very rare form of cancer, bladder cancer. And so I remembered my hands are trained for this. My hands are trained for war and my fingers for the battle. And so I went and I got in my prayer position and I prayed and I prayed and I prayed hard. And I said, God, we are believing your word. This dog is healed. This is what my daughter wanted for her 16th birthday. This is her little baby. I said, God, we are praying so hard. We are quoting the scriptures. We're believing. He said this. I'll never forget it. He said, well, keep believing. Well, I thought that that was just amazing. So I called my daughter. I said, I got a word from God. He said, keep believing when I was praying. Keep believing, Coda. Join hands with me and believe. We believe for a miracle. 37 days later, Bella died. I went back to God and I said, you said, keep believing God. You said to keep, I got my daughter involved. I said, keep believing. I got her excited that you were going to heal Bella. You said, keep believing God. And then I heard in my spirit, he said, I meant it. No matter what you keep believing. If I give you a yes, you keep believing. If I give you a no, you keep believing. Don't you give up on my word ever. Don't you ever give up on my words. You keep believing. John 10, 10 says the thief's come to kill, steal, and destroy, but I've come to give life and give it more abundantly. That's what I, that's what I know. But I also know that God's word says that he will turn around whatever the enemy meant for harm, turn it around for the good. And I took this moment with my daughter as a teaching moment. And I shared what God shared with me again. I said, Coda, he said, keep believing and I know we both we both took that and understood that to mean that he was going to perform a miracle on Bella and she was going to live and not die. But God even taught me something more powerful, daughter. And what he taught me was this. No matter what, keep believing. Don't let your prayer, don't you let your belief in your prayer only, the outcome can only be if I answer it the way you want me to. You keep believing anyway. That was a hard lesson to learn. That was a hard lesson for my daughter to learn. Bella was a a family member. But God taught us that lesson. As we were on the battlefield with our hands prepared for war and our fingers for the battle. 
too many of us make our relationship with God based off on our circumstances. We say, oh my gosh, God, I love you today. You are so awesome. You answered my prayer. You are the best. You are alpha. You are omega. You're the beginning. You're the end. God, you are just so precious to me. And then the next day he doesn't answer your prayer and we're shaking our fists. The same hands that used for battle to pray. Now we're shaking our hands and our fists at God and saying, why God, why, 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 why didn't you answer me? I prayed this and you didn't answer. You answered the total opposite of what I prayed. Why, God? Why have you forsaken me? And I believe one reason we do this is we don't understand one main concept. God is the God of the mountain and the valley. He is the God of the mountain, y'all, and the valley. God's love has been proven to us, not by giving us our, the perfect outcome that we want, but by giving us the cross. His power has been proven to us, not by answering our prayers in a powerful way, but by his resurrection. His faithfulness has been proven to us through his grace. The valleys represent many things in the Bible, like fertility, life, civilization, but it also represents death. It could be of actual death or death in our, to our flesh, to ourself, to our selfish desires. Sometimes y'all, and maybe it's just me, maybe y'all, maybe ain't any of y'all. Sometimes y'all, this is what happens. We pray selfish prayers and they don't get answered. And then we get mad at God, but they didn't line up with what God wants for us because we prayed them in selfishness. I know I've done that a time or two and I'm so thankful God didn't answer those prayers. In those times in the valley when our hands have been trained for war and our fingers for the battle, may I suggest we use them to pray, Father, not my will, but your will be done. Not my will. Sometimes we just need to slap that old flesh and say, be quiet. You're going to line up with the word of God. You're going to line up. I know when my mama first died and I shared that story just earlier. I was like, God, I wanted her to live. I prayed she would live. I prayed she would live. Oh, God. But you know, I believe my mom was at a point where she just would have been better off in heaven. She fought so many things here on earth most of her life. She had so many demons that she fought off. And my mom was truly free. Once she got to heaven, she's truly, truly free and set free from every single thing. No more sickness, no more disease, no more addictions. No more demons, y'all. And I had to trust God that in my stillness, because she died on December the 12th. And in my stillness, he would make me whole. I had to trust God when I was in the valley dealing with my flesh desires that he would just save my mama. Why? So she could just keep fighting. She had fought those battles for so long, y'all. The battle of depression and bipolar and addiction. It truly was best that Jesus brought her home. Psalms 46.10 says this, Be still and know that I am God. And that word still in Hebrew is rapha. And it means mending and stitching and making whole, y'all. And that's what I was trusting God would do in the stillness in my life. 
Because I was, after she died, I was not motivated to do much. And in that stillness, I had to trust God that he would mend and stitch and make me whole. And you know, when I look at that word, I think that makes total sense. When you go in the operating room, they sedate you because they don't want you flopping around while they're trying to cut you, do surgery on you, mend you, stitch you, and make you whole. It made perfect sense to me. And I allowed God to do that. You know, I had prayed so many times that God would save my mother. And so many times, y'all, he did. So many times. She was just on her deathbed. Either from a drug overdose, pneumonia, depression. He saved her so many times. But I'm in the valley. And I'm dealing with flesh and I'm wanting her to live. Even though it would have been better off that she go be with Jesus. And Jesus knew that. I heard a pastor recently preach on when Jesus' prayers didn't get answered. And I thought, well, that's just blasphemy. But I'll keep listening just to make sure. I was thinking, really? When Jesus' prayers didn't get answered? Seriously? (laughs) So I had to tune an ear and, and, and bend. And really listen to what he was saying. And then it, then it totally made sense because he started talking about the garden when Jesus prayed three times, if this cup can pass me, let it pass me. If it all way possible, I don't have to go through that cross and go through what I'm fixing to go through. Then father God, let it pass me. He was about to be beaten almost to death before being nailed to a cross His sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground. And as he pleaded to his father, let this cup pass. But not my will be done, but yours. And his prayer was denied. Oh, y'all, we must allow God to train our hands for war and our fingers for battle. Because we are living in a war zone. And our prayer matter. Our prayers matter, y'all. Corey Tim Boom said this, sometimes we should ask ourselves, is our prayers our steering wheel or our spare tire? And I got to thinking about that, y'all. Is my prayers a steering wheel in my life or a spare tire? I know the answer. It's the steering wheel, but it hasn't always been the answer, y'all. There's been so many times that my prayers have been the spare tire. That life's going so good that I don't feel like I even need to have a prayer life. Oh, I'll pray here and there. Thank you, Father, for this food that we received. Or thank you for this. Thank you for that when people are dealing with stuff. But just to be consistently praying to the Father. I'm sad to admit that I let years of my life go by where my prayer life was a spare tire in the trunk. And when I started feeling like it got a little bumpy... Or that I hit hit a nail in the road or hit a pothole. I just go to my trunk and get my prayer out. And pray a generic prayer and sling it at heaven and hope it's stuck. But y'all, not anymore. My prayer life is my steering wheel and it's steering me every which way I go. And if I'm going to the left, that's because I prayed. And if I'm going to the right, that's because I am pray. You know, it took me two and a half months of prayer to even decide to, to be able to hear from God 
and for him to show me that, yes, I am to start a podcast. I was getting up that morning to do something totally different. And the Lord said, today's the day I want you to start that podcast. But I'd been praying. If you want me to have one, you got to show me, God. Because my prayer life is a steering wheel, not my spare tire. And I'm imploring you today. If, if you're only praying when something happens wrong in your life, then your prayer life is just a spare tire in your trunk. And you only get it out when things go bad or go wrong or didn't go your way. And you're really not making prayer your priority. You're making it your spare tire. I'll get it out when I need it. And that's it. When I need it. All about I, 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 me, me, me. You know, when I pray now, it's not just about praying for me and my needs, my family's needs. I get so many on a daily Request for other people that are hurting out there, y'all. And they're reaching out to me, not because they think I'm so spiritual, but because they know I will pray for them. They know I have a relationship with my father, God, that is real and authentic. And that I will pray and I will believe and I will stand shoulder to shoulder with them and believe God will answer our prayer, whether it's with a yes or with a no, he will answer. Amen. Amen. Woo. (laughs) This has been some fun girl talk. A little serious, but fun. Because I'm just bragging on my God. Even when he answers no, I still brag on my God because he's still answering. No matter what, y'all. He's still answering our prayers. And we need to take that fist down from heaven and stop shaking it. Just because we don't get the answer we want. And we fold them. And we allow God to continue our training. Continually training our hands for war and our fingers for the battle. Because we're in a war zone, y'all. We're on a battlefield in a war zone. And there's so many decisions we have to make right now. With the world and the condition of it. And we better know how to pray. We better know how to pray. And if you haven't yet let God train your hands for war and your fingers for battle. May I challenge you today that you let him do that. Now, some of the things I have mentioned are big things that I have been trained to pray for. But you know, girls, I I I pray for simple things. Like, what do you want me to wear today? Where do you want me to go? Lord, I'm cooking What's some some kind of seasoning I can use? Extra spice I can put in. God cares about it all. It's all relevant. Amen? Amen. We would be wise to let him train our hands for war and our fingers for battle. Because you're sadly mistaken if you don't think we are in a battle, on a battlefield, Face with many, many wars. Well, you know, I'm always kind of sad when our girl time ends, but I'm looking forward to our next one. I'm already thinking, Lord, what do you want me to talk on next? What do you want me to share next, Lord? What stories do you want me to share? What scriptures do you want me to share? Lord, just use me for with girl talk to impart hope into others. I just get so excited when I get on here and get to talk to y'all. I've said it so many times, almost every podcast. 
that it's like having coffee with y'all, just sitting and visiting and sharing life. I'd love it if you listen to these and you have comments or things that God has showed you how to pray and when to pray, or if you have a prayer request. I'll stand on the battlefield with you. I'll go to war because my hands are trained, y'all. They are trained. I went through a severe boot camp to have the prayer life that I have now. Trust me. Well, I want to uh, end this podcast with where you can find me. You can find me on Facebook, uh, Faith Builders Ministries, Inc., or you can find me uh, on Facebook as well as Arthur Michelle with 1L Davenport. You also can listen to me on the Christian Mix 106 every Wednesday and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern. I hold a one-hour Vertical Hope show. You can catch me also on Christian Mix 106 on Tuesday nights at 8.30 Eastern for Girl Talk. And if you miss that Girl Talk, you can catch it on Saturday morning at 10.30 a.m. Eastern for Girl Talk. Well, you know what I always say, y'all. I say go out there and be willing to be an answer to somebody else's prayer today because it will change you. (laughs) Amen, amen. All right, until I uh, get to talk to you again. Bye-bye. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now. Are you feeling broken or lost? Are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women? Come join us on Soul Win, Shining Our Light Women's Inspiration Network. Soul Win women have come out victoriously from their dark places and now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.